Hello, you're listening to episode 32 of the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast, hosted by Jordan Ross, Todd Cowart, and Trevor Harden. In this episode, we chat with Corby Linker about his upcoming show. Get excited about this week's shows with Corby Linker, with Violent Bell, and Josh Brandenband with Greg Williams, and reminisce about the week prior. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I'm Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. Trevor Harden. Hey, dudes. What's up? Hi. So many things to talk about. Oh, man. We have been spending all morning just brainstorming, storming inside the brains. Before we get too crazy about all that stuff, let's talk about what's going on this week. What is going on this week? Should we mention this crazy thing? Oh, yeah. We are beginning a... Experiment? Yeah. Experiment. A a filming, filming journey. Yeah. We might be taking the podcast just from audio only on to... Perhaps Facebook Live, uh, perhaps some YouTube, just to give a little visual. And if uh, podcast is not your Jam. format of choice, there's other options. Like watching us talk. Like watching Instead of us hearing talk. us talk. Right. <laughs> watching grass grow, for instance, yeah, is right. fun. <laughs> anyway, so we're trying it. So, hey. What's up? Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Because why not? Because why, why not? not? I think that's it. And also, the model is content, 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 and do what you can. Throw it out there, that's man. What we're doing. Who knows? So look for that eventually yeah. on our YouTube uh, channel, which we will be linking in the show notes and possibly on the Facebook page. Yeah. In the, in the in the weeks to come. So while you're sitting there at work, you can watch us talk about music <laughs> for riveting. Yeah. Oh, it's just rich and compelling. Rich. <laughs> so this week we have uh, two shows, Friday and Saturday. Friday night is Corby Linker, uh, singer-songwriter, right? uh, with the opening act Violet Bell. And then Saturday we have the Josh Brannon Band with the opening act Greg Williams. Fancy that. So Corby Linker is a celebrated singer-songwriter, uh, long-time East Nashville, uh, East Nashville resident. Mm-hmm. He's very adjacent. He knows lots and lots of people. Played with lots and lots of people. Wrote with lots and lots of people. And we'll be bringing his show to hopefully lots and lots of people here in the roasting room. The man's prolific. He's he's uh, working on or just finished his seventh studio album. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. And they're all quite good. In fact, I was listening on the way over and he's got a very deep catalog. Seems like everything he writes is amazing. Cool. So that's very helpful. Is he bringing a band or is this a solo? I thing? believe it's a solo acoustic set of just his material. But the opening act, Violet Bell, is a duo. They, they uh, do. Go ahead. No, uh, you had it. I've got. I've got. Very, well, let me. Very uh, little. Let me try to remember. Go for it. Um. Uh. Man, woman. The guy plays fiddle. I'm not sure if he sings or not. And um, the young woman sings and plays acoustic guitar. Very well-written songs. They're going to do a 30-minute set prior to Corby's full-length set. Uh, How about a little press clipping from Indie Weekly? Hit it. Making the best possible use of the atmospheric, captivating vocals of Lizzie Ross, Durham folk duo Violet Bell puts an eerie, vaguely avant-garde twist on traditional roots music, suggesting the lovely but slightly askew early John Cale releases. That is 
Very that's, specific. That's very specific. Yeah, no specific. Doubt, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they sound. <laughs> Garnished with beauty, but fraught with an underlying menace. Tunes like Dream the Wheel underscore the interplay between Ross and multi-instrumentalist Omar Ruiz Lopez. So apparently he's not just a fiddle player. He, he plays many things. Awesome. Yeah. I want to hear something. Should we okay. listen to Violet Bell? I would love to. And this is the opener. Is yeah, this correct? is the opener right. for Corby on Friday night. And should Violet we also Bell. mention that there's some buzz saws going on <laughs> downstairs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> it's construction day at the corner perk below the roasting room. Right. So you're going to hear some uh, yes, heavy Josh construction. Is, Josh is the, the visionary type that says, I like what we're doing here. But let's destroy let's just, it and let's start all over again. Start over. <laughs> so that's what he's doing today. And they're going to be open tomorrow. Right. So that's going to be fun for everybody. That's right. So they're going to be, they're hustling for sure to get this. Yeah, that's like a jackhammer. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. They're tearing apart the bar. It's a Corby linker. To yeah. re- to re- <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's listen to Dream the Wheel by Violet Bell. Dream the wheel, the wheel dreams us. We breathe the wheel, the wheel breathes us. We are the wheel and turn, we must and turn and turn. North, south, east, and west, wild one. beautiful yeah i really like that a lot and Good really young they're really young look out for viola bell lizzie ross is legit great yeah that that, that bluegrass scene these days is so legit man it's, it's really so strong legit. yeah it's really it's strong but that i i enjoy that style i think more than maybe straight up bluegrass that that's bluegrass influenced obviously but well, it's that, got that's new grass is new grass yeah. is that the word, that's the word. yeah, yeah. The uh, they said atmospheric and kind of eerie. I, mm-hmm. I, I get that in there. That's yeah. cool. I mm-hmm. like that kind of understated versus just ding 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 ding. Right, but there's right, some harmony yeah. going on. Oh right yeah. There. yeah, no, it's good songwriting. Well, it's in cool. the minor key, which is strange for bluegrass. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so that would be. Yeah, it really does. It That's really does lend um, itself to. Well, it it, lists, it sounds a lot like like Allison Krauss Union Station type right. stuff, which isn't. It's bluegrass, but not quite. Right, or Sarah Watkins, kind yeah, of like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, somebody at the door. Yeah, it's all good. I can go away. So yeah, Violet Bell, very good. And Corby Linker, we're going to talk to Corby. He wants in here very shortly. So let's maybe let's talk to him. Want to talk to Corby? Let's listen, let's talk let's to Corby. Let's yeah. talk to Corby.
here with Corby Linker. Hey, Corby. Hey, man. How's it going? Fantastic. Let's talk about what you are up to. Now, I noticed that you were at 30A, which is a songwriter festival. Let's talk about that. How was how was 30A? Oh, man, it's it's awesome. I've been going for a couple of years now, and uh, it's, you know, for one, it's just a great uh, gathering of song creators and song fans. Um, there's nothing really quite like it. And it, I don't know if you've been, but, you know, it's spread across the whole 30A little highway. 30A refers to, like, this <clears throat> short highway that kind of runs right along the coast mm-hmm. of uh, Florida and the Panhandle. And so there's all these little venues, maybe like 20 or 30. And they have, you know, showcases uh, throughout the weekend. Um, and, you know, as a performer, it's a great environment because it's like just people like hang, hanging out, listening to songs, which isn't everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, music going community. Uh, and then the other part of it that's really fun is it's uh, a great reunion of people that you sometimes only see once or twice a year. Sure. Um, and that's awesome. Yeah. Who did you did you get to collaborate with anybody while you were there to play any showcases? Um, well, I mean, I, I did a showcase with Liz Longley, a good friend of mine uh, here in Nashville. And um, <clears throat> and then I hung out with a lot of friends. I stayed up till about three o'clock in the morning playing Scrabble one night with uh, <laughs> Caroline Spence and Robbie nice. Peck and Liz. And um, it's funny because like uh, I did hang out with a lot of the, the Nashville people that are sort of doing what I do, mm-hmm. um, we, which we do see each other, but we never see each other all at the same time. And so it's funny how you kind of have to go away to hang out. Yeah. But it's almost like a family reunion of sorts, I guess. Oh, like totally that. it is. I mean, yeah. they do, they do, the, one of the best things about 30A for artists is on Thursday night, um, there's no showcases. They just throw an artist party and it's, um, it's somebody's house and they cater it. it. It's really great food and it goes like for four hours and you just hang out and meet people and see each other. And wow. It's kind of the one time where everyone's in exactly the same place. Um, so cool. cool. Otherwise, who, you're kind of spread out. Who put that together? How did that, you know, become a thing? It's put on by a guy named uh, Russell Carter, uh, who is more well known as the manager of the Indigo Girls. Oh, no kidding. Um, and he does a couple. Of, and he manages Sean Mullins and um, a handful of other acts. And he, I think he put it on. He's got a place down there in 38, as do many Atlanta people. Um, and I, th- he started it like nine, 10 years ago and it's just grown from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it seems like a, it could work anywhere as long as you do it right. You gotta have some, you gotta have somebody stewarding that. <laughs> right. That, somebody's got to take sure. care of that. Though. Definitely. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, he's definitely the muscle and the organizing power behind it. He's pretty great at that. Yeah. Um, and he's also a curator, you know, he knows he's it still has his finger on the pulse of what's, what you know, quality and what's, what's hot and what's coming up and he, he stays con- conversant. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of what's current and what's uh, hot, you just had a re- an album released in July. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, totally. That wasn't recorded uh, in a studio. Yes. Uh, my record is called the thousand Springs and I, yeah, it was an exciting record to make. Um, I, you know, I've lived in Nashville for 10 years, but I grew up in Idaho out west and I went to college in the Seattle area and um so I really feel like my soul is kind of out there and um that's where music started for me too and so you know I've made a couple records in Nashville but um this time around I wanted to do something different so I 
<clears throat> did a Kickstarter thing and raised a little bit of money and bought some recording gear and and a, a battery like uh, they make for climbing expeditions and stuff. Uh-huh. And I drove drove out to Idaho where I grew up and recorded um, a lot of the record just in places that were important to me as a kid. You know, a lot of it was outside, like uh, on the edge of the Snake River Canyon and Craters of the Moon, uh, uh, the cabin north of Sun Valley, like my dad's mortuary, um, just kind of all of these different places on location to kind of put that vibe into the record. Huh. Um, so it was, it was an interesting process and, um, and it was really rewarding, honestly, like the making of it. Cause I, after I did, I did the, the guitar and vocals for, um, nine of the t- 11 songs that ended up being on there out in, in, in Idaho, like I just said. And, um, and then afterwards I was on tour for most of that year. And so whenever I would be in whatever town I'd stop by and collaborate with the artists that live there. So uh, yeah, you know, mo- a lot of the record was recorded in Idaho, and then the rest of it was in Portland and L.A. and Austin and Boston and Wisconsin. And, um, it was so fun because it was usually usually just me and one other artist, um, and I kind of like that, even like socializing wise. I'm, I'm better in just kind of one-on-one situations than big groups, and so we get to get you know we just like hang out and talk and then do a little bit of recording, and it was sort of like putting a ship together in a bottle, you know. Cool. Um, That's awesome. But it's yeah, I really, really enjoyed the process. I'm proud of the record. Sweet. Well, we're excited to hear the songs off of that record live. <laughs> yeah, man. And also, you are a very prolific writer in that you also released a book as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a um, a book get published uh, it's like January, December of 15 now. It's just about two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Medium Hero. And... Um, it's a collection of short stories uh, that I wrote based on my life of, as a touring folk musician. Um, I've had a lot of adventures and, um, you know, for years I've been kind of collecting them. I'm like, man, that guy was so weird. I thought I could write something about him or uh, stuff like that. And um, I've, I'm also just like a total book nerd. I'm uh-huh. always reading. And so there's a part of me that's, I mean, I, my long-term plan is to be a novelist uh-huh. um, just as soon as this music career uh, runs its course. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> seems um, to be going okay, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I actually self-published the book first and then um, caught the attention of a publishing company and they picked it up and released it nationally. I did Sweet. like a 30-city book tour and it was pretty pretty cool. It's a different kind of thing that I'd ever done before. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, so the book will be there too. <laughs> well, I feel like that puts you in really kind of rarefied space where you are a not only a multi uh, yeah. writer. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, that also probably I can only assume would speak to how the quality of your songwriting. It's got to be just deep, very deep well, catalog. Uh, you know, that's not for me to say. So. <laughs> well, let me be the one to tell you. It's deep <laughs> and well done. Um, a song that awesome. struck me um, when I was when I was listening to your catalog was the song "Got to Be More." Uh, oh, okay. That, that cool. seems to be kind of a kind of a seeking type of song. How do you wh- where where were you at when that song was written? Oh, um, I wrote that song um, with a friend of mine named Megan McCormick, a really talented artist herself. And I mean, that was I wrote that right kind of when I first moved to Nashville. Um, and like I said, that was, you know, a, around 10 years ago, a little more. Uh, and I was just getting my ass kicked. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'd had a career 
in Seattle for, I did like a 10 year career out in the Pacific Northwest um, before I finally just, just felt like I had done everything I could do up there and wanted to come to the big pond. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was summarily handed my ass. Um, <laughs> it just, there's so many talented people. Oh, and sure. It's so, it's crazy competitive. Um, and you don't really know, you know, like there's a lot of people and I was one of them that were maybe like good at a number of things in their little town. Um, but you come to, come to Nashville and really quickly you realize that there's, there's somebody and usually like 10 people better than you at whatever the thing is that you thought that you were good at. Right. Guitar players like are a great example. There's just like so many amazing guitar players here. And there's great people who sing. I mean, it's, it's like taken for granted that, you know, if you're on a stage in Nashville, you can sing. Um, like yep. it's kind of messing up my perception of, of what it takes to, to do music because I, I just assume that everybody can sing. And I'm, sometimes I'm really surprised when I'm out touring. I'm like, Oh yeah, not, not everyone can. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so I was like, it was, I was having, I was struggling and you know, it was, it, that's why it's a, a searching song. You know, yeah. it was just like, I was at that time questioning with, am I good enough for this? You know, do I belong here? Was this a terrible idea? I, you know, I abandoned my whole career. I, you know, I moved too far away, really, right. to kind of still tap into the touring and the stuff back there. I've since figured it out, but um, there was a scary patch for about four years. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think we all, you know, I, that's a shared experience. I think with a lot of people that are trying to, you know, try something new. That's we did it with the roasting room. It was a very scary thing. We started this two years ago, and we were like, man, I don't know if this is going to work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, anytime you take a chance, that's what taking a chance is, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Not all chances pay out. Right. You don't really know while you're doing it, it's going to. And I think that's why that song resonated with me personally was was just that idea of, man, this is yikes, you know? Uh, yeah, totally. Well, I'm glad you liked it and spoke to you. Well, I'm I'm psyched to hopefully put it on your set list. Let's listen to that on Friday. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, actually, I'm I'm playing. Um, was it, is it the Violet Bell? I think yeah, it's Violet Bell. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and um, they'd reached out. They were cool uh, about doing something. And I think we were going to get up and do that song together. Actually, oh, nice. so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah Violet I Bell, like to do a little collaboration whenever possible. Totally. It's just for my sake, as much as anyone else's. Cause yeah. It's a, I think music is best when it's spontaneous, and I like to take chances. You know, sure. and I think that like jamming with a band. You know, it should also be quite good if you can help it. But jamming with a band is a good way to take a chance. And, Definitely. Uh, they had reached out, so we're going to try something. Yeah, yeah, there's a special sort of newness and an energy that 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 the spontaneity of that that sort of thing it only happens when it's new and it's gone. After, right. yeah, yeah, you'll absolutely. never get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Once once you get really familiar with the thing, it becomes safe. That's right. Right. And safe is okay. You know, safe is safe, but I think it's. it's but not dangerous is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. Be at the front of the diving board ready to jump, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally. It. Yeah. Totally, man. Well, Corby, we are over the moon to have you over here on Friday, January 19th. Yeah. I'm excited to be there. And we look forward to it. And we, um, yeah, and Violent Bell as well. They're, uh, they're young and they're, they're kind of starving artists looking to, to be mentored. And I think you uh, are a good pairing with them. I think that'd be very cool for them as well. So, Cool. It's going to be an awesome night. All right, Corby, we'll, uh, hey, we'll see you on Friday. Thanks so much for your time, Jordan. Yeah, sure.
Didn't uh, want to name drop while he was on there, uh, you know, talking talking with Corby. But um, his book was uh, has a has a press, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that? When somebody adds the uh, go ahead, like, like a quote, like, like a, a quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. the quote, the, like uh, the cover quotes, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. like a review, a, a review, yeah, from uh, Steve Wozniak. From no the, kidding, yeah. that's Apple dude. Huh? Yeah, he said he he said he saw um, Corey play and thinks that the book is an awesome representation of his writing and all that. So it's, well, it's pretty God cool. Darn, it's pretty man. fun. I'm excited to get his book. Yeah, because yeah. it'll be here on Friday as well. Collection of short stories. Man, from the road. I love the roasting for that Amazon. reason. I yeah. love that. That's gonna be fun. So it's also yeah music, but maybe we can get him to read one of his stories. Yes, <laughs> tell me a story. <laughs> I don't know. That's great, So man. good, man. So, excited about Corby's show here on Friday night. Friday, January 19th, 8 o'clock. With an opener. And what's the ticket price on that one? Ten bucks. Ten dollars. You can't beat it's that. Easy. For an opener and a, 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 a uh, prolific Nashville writer that has got seven albums for ten dollars, that's a great, great ticket. It's a heck, yeah. of, it's a heck of a deal. It's yeah. a heck of a deal. So, let's move on to Saturday. Josh Brannon Band, Genuine country band what does that mean it means they're genuine they Bo- play like bona fide is they that may- <laughs> bona fide <laughs> genuine country all right angus country at that sure sure why not <laughs> nice marbled <laughs> marbled country <laughs> so right down the center uh, country music yup yup yeah yeah yep. i'm not gonna do any of the bro country stuff i'm not gonna do any of the, like the crazy out there Pop country, country. Pop, pop country, country. it's going to be. Country. There will be no mention of windows rolled down in nope. Saturday night. Is there I don't think there's going to be a lot of talk about that. It's going to be more like, you know, genuine country. Yeah, damn right. Like, we got fiddle, we got bass guitar, lead guitar, drums, lead vocals, rhythm guitar. Uh, where are these guys from? Do you have any idea? South Carolina natives. There you go. At least one of them is. I'm gonna I go think Josh Brandon is a jo- uh, South Carolina native and an avid outdoorsman. There you go. There you go. So he goes out in the outdoors, probably does some fishing, maybe fishing does some hunting. hunting. Mm-hmm. And so this some, dude and knows some about writing the some country songs. He knows about the country. He knows about the country. Yeah. He, he's been there. I think we should probably listen to some Josh Let's Brandon. Let's listen to some. Let's stop talking about it and <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. Let's pull something up. What you got over there, Triv? You got anything? Yeah, we can play Living Ain't the Only Way. Cool. Let's listen to Living Ain't the Only Way, Josh Brennan Band. Called a ride with a trucker At a truck stop in Boise, Idaho I just stuck my last quarter Lot of dirty old pay fall. He let me out in Denver. I wasn't quite ready for the snow. She's got me believing that leaving ain't the only way to go. I tell myself, even if I'd stay, we'd probably. 
chance that we might make it past keeps calling me back How's Josh Brennan? I think it sounds great. It sounds really great. It sounds really great. It yeah. kind of, uh, it's not like a, I don't want to say a throwback, but it is sort of like so traditional in terms of the way that, you know, that, that it's approached and yeah. instrumentation and everything. It almost sounds like, like not like super old stuff, but like maybe like 90s Randy Travis a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like kind yeah. of like that stuff. Yeah. And I was telling the guys during the song that it really hit me why country music is popular and will continue to be popular and make you feel things you weren't, wouldn't normally feel on another, um, in another vehicle or another way. Um, heard a podcast about this Nashville songwriter that was talking, you know, they're basically talking about why his songs made people so sad. <laughs> and yet, like another song of a different genre that's just as sad, lyrically, doesn't hit in the same way. And they were comparing the song um, by George Jones, um, Stop Loving Her Today. That's a sad song. Very sad song. And compared it to Wild Horses, Rolling Stones. Now, if you look at Rolling Stones' Wild Horses, the subject matter is very sad. Right. They're sitting next to the bedside and someone's dying. Right. But it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't. The, the words are more metaphorical, mm. whereas He Stopped Loving Her Today is pretty direct. straight, direct, right, yeah. This is what happened. Right. <laughs> you know, and Wild Horses is kind of using a metaphor of a wild right, horse sure. being the thing that's, you know. Well, maybe that's why, well, Wild Horses was certainly accessible, but why you were saying that country music is more accessible because it, it skips the metaphor. It goes right, right to the But book. it literally makes people cry. Yeah. <laughs> whereas Wild Horses doesn't make you cry. Right. It's, a, it's a good song. Both of them are good songs. Right. But one of them just punches you in the gut, and the other one's like, mm, that's sad. Mm, that was yeah. nice. That was nice. There you go. It may depend on the audience, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Sure. Well, certain people. certain for, songs hit people certain ways, sure. different times, right? Premise is, if you want to be a good country writer, skip metaphors. Just talk. Just yeah. tell a story. Tell the story. Yeah. Be a storyteller. And that's why country music will always be accessible and popular to a wide swath of the population. Because it's relatable. It's relatable. Also, the punch you in the gut, like pay out the twist like at the end. Like, yeah. Like what's that song? One boy, one girl, two hearts beating. Yeah, you know, for that old song. Yeah, yeah. Like when that, you know, you saw it coming, but you're like, ah, oh, here it is, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> got it. <laughs> or then by Brad Paisley. You oh, know, yeah. that's another one yeah. that just hits you. You're like, oh, I knew it yeah. was coming, but there it is. <laughs> There's always always Damn it, great Brad Paisley. <laughs> country songs where every verse is like another decade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know how we got here, but yeah. here we are. Josh Brandon. <laughs> Saturday night Genuine and Greg Williams. Country. Yeah, and Greg Williams is going to open. And Greg Williams is a a Savannah songwriter that's played up here before, and a really solid, really solid songwriter. And people know him around town. A ten dollar ticket as well. Ten dollar ticket. Can't beat it, dude. This is the time of year where ten dollar tickets just fly off the shelves. We got about thirty seven or eight sold right now for this ba- uh, show on for, Saturday. For, on for Saturday. Josh. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Great. So spread the word and let's get this place sold out. And Josh as well is a solo. 
No, Josh Brand's full band. That's a full band. Yeah, oh, that'll be a... You want to see a full country band. That's a five-piece yep. country band. That's that, awesome. For 10 bucks with an open. Come opener. on. Come on, dude. Yeah. What are you waiting for? I don't know, man. Don't make us come out there and <laughs> slap you in the... <laughs> don't make me go in there. <laughs> All right, well, let's... Um, before we go any further, let's talk about last week. Wish I had like a little rewind sound effect. <laughs> There we go. Let's Dude, talk about last you week. You got the computer. Come I on, to, I need to get, you're, you're I need the, to get one of those punch board you things. Know, one yeah. of these days like when the we have Like the Jim Kramer thing? Is that <laughs> yeah, what <you're> right. <laughs> <laughs> when we have time to just go into post-production and have fun sound effects, we'll do that. I mean, I given the live. way that the trajectory that the podcast seems to be going, now we're live videoing. Right. I mean, uh, it's, we're just, it's a matter of time. just need a bunch of sound effects from Anchorman, and we're yep. all set. <laughs> Jim Rutledge? <laughs> Uh, so, last week we had swinging hammers in here on Friday. Wait, 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 wait. Monday, Tuesday, dude. Oh, we have oh, to go yeah. all oh, yeah, man. the it was, a, it was a four-show week. Oh, Excuse my me. goodness. Yeah. We did. Yeah, that was a big week. We, we you, to, to to miss Monday, Tuesday would be a horrible, horrible right. oversight. You're yeah, absolutely right. Sense. Monday, Tuesday was the sibling rivalry tour with the Steppens, Hannah Wicklin and the Stepping Stones and the High Divers, brother-sister bands. Who are starting off a nationwide tour and started it right here. It's an amazing killed two night. It. Just killed it. Yeah. Yeah. I made it for the Monday. And mm. you, I know you were here. Did you make it? I was here Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. I, I saw the month. video. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Trevor made an awesome video. Yeah. We're going to see cool. what we can do with it. That's right. From this fancy camera that is now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the fanciest. The fanciest. Whew. That show was hot. Hot show. It was hot. Hot show. Yeah. The uh, the high divers, man. Holy crap, look Mitchell, man. I mean, he's just on fire. He's a showman. He is so good. His guitar playing surprised me how good he's gotten. His his guitar playing is just, it's great. And and the rhythm section, Julian and uh, bass mm-hmm. player. I should know his name. Julius and um, Julius and, and uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Early. locked in, man. Just such a solid, solid groove. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better component. You know, when when a, when the sum of their parts are bigger than you know, mm-hmm. they're it, it's just a great band. They're a great yeah, band. They are and, and really cool songs. Cool songs. You know, and when you when I hear a song once, and I can remember it. Um, that's good. That's a strong. That, that, that's, that's a strong what, indication of how well written a song and, is. And I heard that it's a new song they wrote, and it's I've heard it once. It's I'm not sharing you with anyone or something like that, you know. But that just, that song just grabbed me, and it just was so cool. And I also saw the dynamic kind of between Luke and his wife on stage. You yeah, know? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just a very cool song and a really cool band. Yeah, and they're going places, and they're opening for big people. They're playing big festivals. They're they're on their way, and they're doing it. Mostly DIY. They just got signed on a distribution for a, a new label that's just coming out. So they're going to be kind of like one of the flagship for this new label. Cool. Yeah, and the Tom Petty influence is 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 good. It's it's there, but it's it, they have their own thing. The way they're so um, arranged a little bit, you know, where they have, um, you know, they they there's dramatic stuff inside the music you know there's 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 breaks and there's accents and hits and the band's just so tight they kick together and mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. awesome i loved watching it they're it's going my, my kind of my kind of a band man. Totally. i love yeah. watching them and there won't be there won't be too many more opportunities for us to get the high divers in here before they're just too big or just too busy or too international to to fit inside here for for any you know 
and Hannah crushed. You know, we had Hannah last week on the podcast, oh, yeah. but yes, yeah, she, she just crushed, crushed, it. crushed. Another one of those players that she could either go her own way or join a huge band and just tour the world. No, she's she's she's, she's the leader. She's the leader. Yeah. yeah. I was most impressed actually, I think with her vocals. Great spot just, just flawless. Great yeah. singer. Just flawless. And it's from years of banging it out, I think. That's but right. she just really has honed her vocal skills. That's yeah, she's impressed. amazing. Just a lot of talent on that and stage. And young yeah. and they're all just all of them are under thirty. So it's just they trajectory is straight up. If you're going to do it, do it then. Yeah. <laughs> All us old men, are, have, <laughs> right. our dreams have rotted. <laughs> not true. I mean, I know. they've changed. They've, How about that? They've transformed. That's they've right. metamorphosized. I do have a board recording. And your requests? <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should listen to um, Hannah Wickland. Let's listen to Ghost. I, I believe she, we, we were trying to play it last week on the podcast. She announced it. I had to cut it all out because the audio got weird oh. um, for the playback of Ghost. So I had to cut it all out. But this is the one we were going to play on the podcast last week. So let's listen to a board recording of Ghost, Hannah Wicklin and the Stepping Stones. She is a she's a monster. She writes great songs, but her her songs are also a great vehicle for her guitar playing. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like it's just you know it's good. Her songwriting kind of reminds me of uh, Robin Ford's writing huh. a little bit. You yeah. know, like I mean, I know Robin Ford loves that you know that trio kind of songwriting, mm-hmm. but it, it's so it's cool, man. Yeah, cool, cool stuff. Yeah, Hannah's gonna be harder and harder to get up here. So 
maybe one or two more times. Yeah. So if we announce another show with them, y'all better get up here. Well, it was sold out both nights, right? Or almost, yeah, so. almost, yeah. Well, the second night did sell out. The first night we had like maybe twelve or fourteen tickets away. But from it was being an sold expanded out. capacity too. It yes, was, it was bigger yeah, than we what pulled, we pulled all these tables right. out in the middle and had some just side seating. So it was extra awesome. people, right? Yeah. Awesome. So that was Monday, Tuesday of last week, all the way back. Friday. And then Friday we had Swinging Hammers uh, in here from Nashville. Were they swinging? They were swinging, man. 36 tickets sold. Not bad for a Friday in a early January. Was it swing music? Is that a question? It was question? not. Okay. No. Yeah. He sounded a lot like um, the kind of can, uh, Christian artist Need to Breathe. Oh, right. right. I remember. We're sounded a lot like that. Who somewhat sounds like r- loosely the lead singer of? Um, come on, <laughs> which Got one? Me, dude. Kings of Leon. Yeah, yeah, very similar, All definitely. Right. Anyway, uh, they were up here. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen to. Although I will say, and I'll before I play it, that for some reason the guitar did not get recorded as well as I would have liked it. So keep that in mind, but All listen right. to how strong his vocals are. Okay. Swinging Hammers. This, I think this song is called Hangman. He says it a lot. He didn't title it when he played it, so let's have a listen. I hold the guilt in my chest. I hold it close. I won't forget that the things I've done, they are not. Right. I hold the gun here in my hand. The case against me here is stacked. I know that I don't stand a chance. But I'm going to hang me. I am a bad man. I am not Don't make it right. Come alive. Come alive. Oh, I know that death just leads to life. Only you are death to satisfy. He's up there. Yeah. No, it's good. He's going for it. Passion. Yeah. Passionate. Passion. Absolutely. And that was this whole thing. Like, he's really into it. And his lyrics are, are kind of Christian-based. He's got a lot of a lot of things to say. Cool. Yeah. It was great. Put on a great show. And I'm sure they'll be back. Rock and roll, man. Yeah, dude. So let's talk about Saturday. We had 65 people up here on Saturday night. For lot. whom? For... The Kenny George Band. The Kenny George Band. Those guys were dope. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So they had a another kind of a country feel, although they had um, they had pedal steel. Oh yeah, that's gonna win. Love pedal steel. Yeah, that's that's pedal steel if for I the win go back, every time. <laughs> if I could go back and learn something, 
and pedal steel. Dude, what, what are you done? What are you? No. You can't learn anymore. What is well, this? Huh? Just you have thirty-eight. It's all done. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a good he was a good fighter when he, he was, was a good <laughs> I've hung up my gloves. Sixty-five people, great show, put on an awesome show, and Finnegan Bell opened for them, a favorite of mine. Just a really good combination for ten dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff for ten. I mean, ten bucks to see pedal steel. Yeah, I'd pay thirty to see pedal steel. <laughs> Done well. Heck yeah! Don't tell pedal steel players this. Man. <laughs> they <laughs> need to. They need to know. There needs to be more pedal steels in this world. They're hard to find. That's true. Yeah, it's no hard doubt. to find. Pedal anyway. steel players, like every guitar player, is like, yeah, fifty bucks a night. Pedal steels, steels are like seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I charge for yeah. a gang on pedal yeah. steel. You should. Well, let's listen. I want to listen to um, some Kenny George. Great, great sound. Uh, the recording turned out really good as well. Um, I don't know what this song is called. Let's call it song one. Kenny George Band. Let's have a listen. <laughs> That's great. They were really great. tight. Yes, they were. Yeah. Having a pedal steel is like, it's kind of like having a string quartet. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it all, it just, it gives you this beautiful pad. It's like ab- underneath that ties the whole yeah. thing in. And they're all independent. You know, I think it's, it's string quartet-y because they can sustain and individually move, you know, and that, yes. and that way they're, yeah, they're yeah. very much like a string quartet, yeah. you know, like we're, mm-hmm. it, you're kind of an arranger, you know. Yeah. Oh. You're, you're pulling chords apart, you know, from the inside. Wow. Is that right? Yeah, sure. It feels that good. That was poetic. It, it, it feels great. That was the opposite of a country song. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. But Metaphor. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Literal. So good. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, good. Pulled it's self-conscious about it. <laughs> 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 no, it's so true. That was good. Thanks. No, it's so true. They were great. Kenny and George Band. So, friends, that I believe will wrap up t- today's podcast. All right. Come out. $10 shows. Friday, Saturday night. It's just too easy. We make it too easy for you yeah, people. $10 shows with openers, right? Come it's going to be great. On. It's the cold winter months. What else are you going to do? You're not going to go sit outside somewhere. Nope. Right. And we have bourbon that makes you warm. Absolutely. And we have that too. Yeah. 
So, hey, Trev, I think you picked a song to play out to. Well, we were talking about pedal steel, and this isn't like the most extravagant pedal steel song, but every time I hear it, it makes me think of this song. I just love it. And my, my comment is, is it's going to be Teach Your Children. That would be, I think, the iconic Well, that's poppy true. This is a little before te- te- okay. a little before that. Oh, well. Before little, it. No oh, kidding. yeah. A little Santo and Johnny. Oh, oh there we go. Right. That's lap steel. Isn't that it? Is, is that lap steel? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It, oh, it could be. I, I don't know the difference. That's a good t- question. T- learn me. Learn, well, pedal steel uh, has levers, and it's uh, it, it, use your legs. You can to use play your it. legs. Hence so you the can pedals. You can you can alter the the tuning of the strings in real time. Aha! As opposed to like I a could, lap steel. I could be You're wrong probably on this. right. I could well, be a lap wrong steel on this. is and a dobro are very similar. Right. It's fixed tuning. Right. But yeah. you, you, it's a guitar that's set on your lap, really high. Dude, let's get the answer right now. Come on, we can wait for this. Somebody Google. Uh, is Santo and Johnny a lap steel? I don't think it's a pedal steel, but it could be. I don't know. I really want to know. I know guitar players play it all the time, but right. it's got that minor four chord thing. I don't know. What pedals? Did Santo play the pe- did, uh, did Santo or Johnny play the pedal steel guitar? Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Nobody responded. <laughs> the answer is, <laughs> what do you want, like Yahoo Answers or something? <laughs> as far as I know, Santo always played it. Eight-string Fender non-pedal steel guitars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, you know. Well, well, it's still a great song. They great they song. have a very similar sound. It sure it does. Right. Except for the fact that you can change and the pitch and tunings, and it's it has its own like rack. Cool. But you use your your knees and and your legs. Santo and Johnny Sleepwalk is still one of my favorite tunes of, of all time. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Let's listen to it. Let's what hit do you it. Think? Hey, Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I'm Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. Trevor Harden.